All right, and we are back. For our, we have another interview today. We have to another Max, the guitarist from Bloodprint, and possibly the a per, the person, sorry, possibly the coolest hair that we've had on this show. This is Max Feltham from Bloodprint. Hello. Thank you for complimenting my hair. <laughs> I've always, I, ever since I saw that picture with your hair, I thought that was just the coolest thing. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was getting pretty long. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't cut it for around a, a year and a half now. Same. I, I haven't cut my hair in about that time either. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, not, not even a trim, man. Uh, for the past, um, Past four years, I've had two buzz cuts. Really? Yep. Past four years, two buzz cuts. Had a few had a few trims, but haven't had a trim since my last buzz cut, which was like a year and a half ago. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Like I I, I couldn't picture you with a buzz cut. You know? Well, well I guess yeah. like looking at like your hair now compared to what it would be like without any, but. Yeah. Well, there aren't there aren't any you know pictures of me with uh, with uh, no hair because um, last time I cut my hair, uh, we weren't exactly a band yet. Yeah. We were, we well we had already formed, but then uh, Zach took his hiatus, so we were basically a different band. Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't p- take p- any pictures of that at the time. Huh. Weird. And once, once Zach joined back, I already, my hair already started going <laughs> back. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you, so this has been your hair since the modern incantation of Bloodprint then? Yeah, it has. <laughs> that's pretty cool i think like all of you like you barrett and zach have very distinct hair i think and i think that kind of sets you that that gives you sort of a look yeah yeah barrett, and i think uh, if you see some clips of our very first gig uh in back in february of 2020 oh my god it's almost been two <laughs> but you'll see you'll see barrett with like short or super super short hair Huh. And it's almost impossible for me to imagine him like that now. That that seems weird too. <laughs> yeah. I, I hair is hair like hair is something you don't really think about too much, but you you never realize how important it is when you're looking at someone that that you use it to recognize them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of. A lot of people notice my hair a lot, so... Yeah. Well, it suits you and the band, I think. Like, you guys, you guys, like I said, your hair definitely gives you guys a look, and I think that kind of, I think it looks cool, actually. Yeah. Start. It's starting to fall down a bit, so... Yeah. Right now, I'm growing out a mullet, so I, I haven't cut it since, like... Other than a like a trim on like the top and the sides, I haven't cut it in since November of last year. Uh, yeah, it's getting pretty long, but 
Same here, except no trim, and it wasn't in November, it was in July of 2020. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, I, I, I don't know if I could do that, because my hair, it, it doesn't, it, it goes weird, like it would go right into my eyes if I if I didn't trim it. Uh. Yeah. But um, enough about hair, <laughs> let's get into some music. Yeah. So, so other than being the guitarist in Bloodprint, you also do some solo stuff. You've done, you've recorded uh, some demos and stuff. Uh, I have, yeah. I um, I put out a um, demo EP on YouTube back in June last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't anything super big for me, but you know, I just wanted to get something out there. Yeah. And. I'm work. I'm working on some more stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You uh, sent me that uh, demo. That was really good. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what I'll do next in terms of solo stuff, but um, uh, I can say this: that I'm working on two different solo projects. What I mean is, um. I got one project which is going to be all uh, instrumental music and one that's going to have vocals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So are you going to do vocals for your uh, for your solo stuff? Uh, I will, yeah. Well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. the, one so... that, the one that was uh, released back in June was um, from my instrumental project, uh, which is entitled Voidal Chaos. If I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not too big on the name. I was back then, but there's really no use in changing it. It's, it's kind of <laughs> how it is. It's like putting stickers on your guitar, you know? Yeah. Like you, think, you think it's cool, and then a year later, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, st- stuck on there. It's possible, impossible to take it off. Yeah. Honestly, I really <laughs> don't like the idea of putting stickers on my guitar. I don't, uh, so, which is why I've never actually done that. I, I, I did, I did that, like, a, like, like, a year ago, two years ago now, and I, um, I put a vinyl sticker, a few vinyl stickers on there, and I had to get them off, and it was, it was a big job yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but, yeah, that's... So with your um your solo instrumental stuff that voidal chaos what what was kind of your inspiration behind you know wanting to do something on your own uh, apart from bloodprint well I just obviously I love playing with bloodprint I love writing songs with them um, we're doing really good uh, us three now yeah but sometimes I just feel like doing stuff on my own and writing songs on my own. Is just something that I can connect to like no one else. Yeah. And it just, I love writing songs. Sometimes I haven't done this too, too much, but sometimes I just write songs uh, based on personal experiences, which is, it's hard for me to write about personal stuff. Yeah. But, But there are a few songs that I've done on my own and I'm happy with the outcome. And it just feels good being able to connect to it. 
I can see that, man. That that's that's a really good way to look at it, and I think that you do really well when you write by yourself. You you seem like a very talented songwriter and musician. So I really, I really, really enjoy your your solo stuff too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So you um. So you kind of do vocals and guitar, right? You got a. I do. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So what what made you want to do guitar and do and where did you learn to do that and vocals? What what was your kind of process behind that? Because I'm always interested in that because mine is a lot different than most people's and I want to see how other people do it. Yeah. Well, well, so I've been, I wanted to be a vocalist for longer than I wanted to be a guitarist, Mm -hmm. honestly. Uh, but I started, I started taking guitar lessons a few years ago, five years ago, I'm pretty sure five and a half, something like that. And, and when I started, when I started playing, I, I hadn't really any thought about singing. I kind of just a bit discarded that idea of me as a vocalist. Then later on, when I started learning some songs, uh, some songs by other people, and I started playing them, I I thought to myself that they would sound better, you know, if someone was actually singing them. And yeah. So I started practicing uh, singing and playing at the same time, and that's really how i got good at it oh that's cool man it's just like uh you just wanted to hear it you know yeah yeah that i got into vocals because i um i wanted i've always wanted i always wanted to play guitar but i didn't want to learn back then so i decided hey i'll do vocals so i learned that from youtube or whatever and um then I decided why why limit myself and now I'm playing guitar too, so but I like that. I think I think it's possibly the most impressive thing to for someone to be able to play and sing at the same time. So props on you for that, dude. That yeah. is and like learning by your like you taught yourself, right? I did, yeah. That is and that's even more impressive well, too. Well actually I did. I did take um, uh, vocal, actual vocal lessons a year ago, uh, but we hadn't really practiced playing and singing at the same time. So, for uh, for how I was taught to play and sing at the same time to combine those two, that was that was me self taught. Pretty much. Now that that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah. I also. That- Actually, I also take uh, drum lessons. Really? Yeah. So, uh, and now I'm actually kind of practicing to sing and play drums at the same time. Ooh, that would be hard. Oh yeah, it's it's actually easier than you'd think. Really? It, yeah. If you're if you're a good drummer and you're a good singer, it's easier than you think. Huh. Um, one of a great example of a drummer that sings as well is. Is uh, Bron Daler from Mastodon? Oh yes, because Mastodon they have literally three vocalists, and one of them is their drummer, and he does an amazing job of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's, there's a few more like uh, uh, Chris Reifert. He was the drummer on Scream Bloody Gore by Death. 
Yeah. And now he's in a band called Autopsy, and he plays drums and does the vocals at the same time. Really? Yeah. That, to me, that is the craziest thing ever, because you, you don't really hear about that a lot. It's always like a bassist and a singer or a guitarist and a singer, you know? Yeah. Or just like singer on its own. Yeah, ex- exactly. Or but, like a pianist and a singer. Mm-hmm. But to be able to play drums and sing, you don't hear about that a lot. Yeah. And it's and it's tough being being the lead vocalist of your band if you're if you're a drummer. Like if you take a band like for example like Mastodon, that's fine because there's three singers, two of them are a guitarist and a bassist, they're all up front. But then if you're the only lead vocalist of your band and you're also the drummer, it's kinda hard because you're behind everything. Yeah. And, you know, you can't exactly direct yourself to the crowd. Yeah, you don't have that connection to the crowd that, like, the guitarist playing or and singing would, you know? it's. But I, I think that if if you did it right, you would be able to, but it would just be harder. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that again, that is possibly the most impressive thing that I've ever heard. You can play you so you can can you sing while playing drums yet or are you still learning? Uh well I can I can if I'm playing an easy beat and singing something that's not too hard for me, then yeah I can easily do that. But you know, I'm gonna really train myself to do to do that um a level up, you know. That crazy fills while yeah while singing super high, you know. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I, I I would love to see that. So you so now you are able to do all the music for your for your band for for, for your um solo stuff then. All of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can I can well obviously I play drums and I play guitar right. Yeah. I sing yeah. well. I can easily I I dabble on bass right. I'm I'm yeah. I don't take bass lessons but. I can easily play bass, you know, mm-hmm. and keyboards. I used to take piano lessons uh, quite a few years ago, but I don't, I don't necessarily remember a lot from that, but I can easily like, you know, fill in blanks by playing keyboards and songs. Yeah. Well, for sure. And and you can definitely hear that in your, in your music as well. It's you got, I think you're, you're, you're a really talented musician. Thanks. Yeah. And, and, Excuse me, and I think um, that I, I think that you can that you've got potential to like actually go somewhere, you know, with music. You like you by yourself and you in uh, Bloodprint. I think you guys definitely have the talent and the the drive to actually get there. Yeah, I feel that too. You know. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it would be like a shame if. It's a shame that people don't listen to your music as much as they should, you know. Yeah, well, it, it's not it, it's not like we're gonna we're gonna become Metallica. Yeah, yeah, for in, sure. Like, but you know, in the span of like a year or two years, you know. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of time. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, th- 
But I think with the right with the, with the right amount of time, you guys definitely got that. You know, yeah. you guys, you guys for sure have that that drive and that sound that. Not even that it's like radio friendly type, but it's it has that sound that normal people would like even non metalheads would listen to it, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, cause, like I, I I've talked to a a few a few of my um non metalhead friends and I showed them your music and they're like, Yeah, this is sick. You know, they because it, it has that sort of I don't want to say pop, but it it has that sort of feel to it. You know, it has those hooks, oh, but yeah. it also has the heaviness that, you know, gives you your unique sound as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you, all, all of you guys, your music is so unique, like, like how you play and just the way you write is so unique that it, it definitely makes it so cool the way that you guys can all blend e- each other's styles to make to make that music yeah it's uh, this is one of the things I really enjoy about Bloodprint mm-hmm. out of curiosity what what are your, your like your four four or five most influential albums on you and your music and your playing and just your life in general Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so I can't. So for this, I can't necessarily go with my top five favorite albums of all time because uh, some of them I only discovered recently, and they're not as influential yeah. as like some other albums. But uh, I will say my my favorite album of all time is very influential to me, which is "Brave New World" by Iron Maiden. Okay. Uh, it's influential because, well, it's the first album I've ever heard, and it made me want to play music. So that's one of the reasons why it's really influential to me. Uh, it's not as influential to my songwriting, but more as my uh, my uh, musicianship. Yeah, just like your your personal life and the way that you play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, for songwriting... I honestly don't know. Lately, it's been a lot of uh, metalcore. Ooh, yeah. So I lately I've been uh, writing a lot of songs um, because I've been listening to the album "Heaven and Hiding" by Eminence. Ooh, which I find is a great album. It just came out uh, back in November. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, some some other stuff. Uh, uh, Trivium was a big inspiration for me, so the album The Sin and the Sentence inspired me a lot of uh, songwriting. Yeah, they're, they're good for songwriting. They're, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't really know what else to say, actually. Uh, back in Actually, back in the day, I was inspired a lot. Uh, my songwriting was inspired a lot by Rain and Blood. By Slayer. Ooh. It's a good album. Yeah. And back in the day, I was also inspired a lot by Metallica stuff. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't That's... say they're... I wouldn't say Metallica is one of my very, very favorite bands right now. 
but I enjoy listening to their music a lot. And regardless of all the uh, all the hate they get, you know, oh, they sold out, blah, 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 Lars Ulrich sucks at drums. Regardless of all that, they are good songwriters. They, write good songs. they are. And they wouldn't be the biggest metal band if they weren't. So, And they do have that power behind their music that makes that gives them that you know that hook and that popularity that they have yeah and james hetfield is a riff master he's yeah he he writes great great riffs um their bassists have always been good you know uh cliff burton and jason newstead are great bassists yeah um robert he he's not he's not the best drummer ever but he does fit their sound well enough yeah, and and I respect him for that. And he's also a good songwriter because he writes a lot of the music as well. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk Hammett, while I don't necessarily like all of his solos, um, I still do know that he's a great guitarist and he can shred. Yeah, he's very talented. Yeah, and it. And at that point, it's really just a matter of opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think that possibly the most underrated bassist that, well, they haven't really had that many bassists in total, but I always, I always really like Robert Trujillo in, not even so much in Metallica, but just as a bassist, you know? Yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely a good bassist. I don't. He does, but I don't think he's for Metallica. You know, he was good in Infectious Grooves and Suicidal Tendencies, but I don't think he has that creative freedom in Metallica that I think would act. I think would improve their sound significantly. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because uh, he's a funk bassist, right? Oh yeah. It, um, I I don't really listen to a lot of the Death Magnetic often, and. I listen to Hardwired quite often, uh, but his bass is not really something I notice in bands. Yeah. Except for maybe on, like, one song, which I'm pretty sure is Man Unkind, because I know he uh, he had songwriting credits on that one. Yeah. I, I And like I said, I think if they, if he had a little bit more creative freedom and added a little bit of that, uh, of that unique, funky sort of sound that he he has i think that would really improve their sound yeah yeah and i th- and i think that would even give them that would even gain like a little bit of credit from people who think that metallica is like just radio rock now you know yeah but whatever it's it's not that big of a deal but yeah. there there's there's still a great band you know yeah they are and i uh honestly um, their their big album, the Black Album. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier I just said that that uh, it deserve I it deserves um a lot because that's the album that got them popular. That's the album that got them big. But, yeah. Uh, but to be to be honest, I don't really like that album that much. Yeah. The songs are okay. I mean, there are some good songs on there. But really, I just don't... I, I, don't, I don't enjoy listening to it that much. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an album with good songs. It was written to have a few radio songs, I think. 
Yeah. And the rest is just filler, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't an EP or yeah. a single or whatever, but... The reason why they went super mainstream is because when they did Injustice for All, it was... That was a super proggy album, right? Yeah. That was basically... That was basically their most progressive album. And they could see that their audience was getting bored with all the 10-minute songs and all the tempo and time signature changes. Uh, not me, actually. I... I don't, I don't get bored with all of that. It's my second favorite Metallica album, and I love it. Uh, but, but I can see why people got bored with it. So they decided, let's change it up a bit. Let's do something simple. Yeah. You know? Well, look at the song Nothing Else Matters. That intro riff is just open strings. Yeah. This, you, you can play it with one hand. Because you don't even need, <laughs> yeah. you don't even need your left hand or right hand if you're a left-handed guitarist, but you know, you just <laughs> it's just your picking hand, which is um, and, and it's not a bad riff either, but it's super simple. Yeah, and <laughs> it's effective. People like it. People like the song. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. It's a good song. It has. It kind of has that groove and it has that melodic, m- melodic sound at the beginning that I, I think draws you in. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's for the most part, it's an all right album. N- not nowhere near their best, but. Oh no no no. No. What That's... What do you think is the best? Me ride the lightning. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the first Metallica album I heard. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Really, it's all good songs on it. No bad songs. That's fair. Like, people have complained about the song Escape. But I don't see why they're complaining. It's great. Like, oh well. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. It, it, that is a, that's a really good album. I, I really enjoy that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say that that's my second favorite uh metallic album. My mine is Kill 'Em All. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I it, that and that one was the first one I heard all the way through. And I I used to listen to it every morning. Oh. Like uh like I without getting like really into ex- explaining, I just had um I keep a radio in my bed and it has a an alarm clock so I wake up in the morning for school and I had this um little FM transmitter that I plugged into my um my CD my CD player and I left it playing overnight and I just woke up to kill them all every morning so oh that's <laughs> yeah and I listened to like half the album every morning so and then but yeah I listen like but that's obviously the album I've heard the most then but oh yeah I can see that, yeah. But but other than that, it's it's just a really good album in general. Yeah, Kill 'Em All, I like it, um, but it's 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 not near my favorite album by them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's I think, fair. I I think I obviously I like Ride the Lightning a bit more. Mm-hmm. I like Injustice for All a bit more. I like Master of Puppets a bit more, and I'm not sure, uh, but. I don't know if I like Hardwired more than Kill 'Em All or not, or maybe I like Kill 'Em All more than Hardwired. Huh? It's there's always 
for like almost every band, there's always like a struggle that I have between two albums, which I like more, right? Yeah. I always end up choosing one, almost always end up choosing one. Uh, for this, I think I'm going to go with Kill 'Em All. But, you know, I'm still not super sure. Okay, well, that's fair. One uh, one uh, album struggle that I've never been able to solve, like, I cannot tell which one is better than the other, is for which is my favorite Bathory album. Ooh. I could go either way between Bloodfire Death and Twilight of the Gods. Okay, okay. Two amazing albums. And I really don't know which one is better than the other for me. So that that's a band that I've never really listened to. So what what album do you think I should listen to to get into Bathory? Uh, well, uh, depends. If you like, if you like super fast and aggressive thrash metal, uh, you could go for like the. Uh, their debut, their self-titled debut album. Okay. If you if you like super dark and dark sounding stuff, you could go for either like Under the Sign of the Black Mark or Bloodfire Death. If you like epic, if you like epic stuff like me, then you could go either for like Bloodfire Death or Twilight of the Gods, which were the two ones that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, it's it's really it's really yeah uh, it it really depends on the music taste and the opinion but yeah that's what I that's what I recommend and they were like first wave black metal right yes yeah that's why yeah. I have I I never really listen to any first wave black metal because I hate second wave and uh, oh. I, <laughs> yeah and then it it, it just kind of put me off so. Yeah, second wave but, black metal as in like nineties Norwegian like, black metal, like yeah, like mayhem. mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I listen. I guess I listen to some uh, second wave mayhem. I like maybe like one or two songs by them, but um, uh, but immortal, dark throne, dark throne is all right. I like dark throne. Yeah. I um I listen to some second wave influenced music like um like uh, I I interviewed a dude named Malakath before and he he uh he does some black metal type stuff Winterfell not sure if you heard of him but yeah he kind of like dark ambient style but oh like atmospheric black metal yeah 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 and he also does some just straight up uh, black metal but for the most part it's um. It's uh, uh like uh atmospheric, so yeah. I've heard of these uh there's two um uh, atmospheric black metal, underground atmospheric black metal that I've heard of. Uh-huh. Um uh one of them one of them is a one man project called uh, uh what was it called? Spell of Dark. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it's that that I I listen I listened to one of his albums and it was really good. And then there was another one. I forget what the name of the band is, but I know that their album was called Becoming Imminence. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, I can't. I really can't remember what the. Oh, Earth Womb. Earth Earth Womb. Yeah. Okay. Earth W O M B. Okay. Earth Womb. That's the name of the band, and that was really amazing. That I really loved. Earth Womb. That's a, that's actually a pretty cool name. Yeah, it is. That sounds that that sounds super legit. And yeah. they're from Peru, right? They are. Ah, yes, I knew it. <laughs> I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about like any black metal bands, but I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll have to check that out. I'm um. I've actually been moving away lately from a lot of metal, and I've been listening to, like, a lot of rock and punk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my fa- my favorite album uh, of all time, or one of them, uh, it's called Two-Fisted Twisted Rock and Roll by a band called Bob Noxious. Oh. Yeah, have you ever heard of them? Uh, I... I, I saw them once on uh, your story. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, they um, but I never I never really checked them out. The, yeah, they're from um, I guess Toronto, I think, and um, they're they're possibly one of the most obscure, like punk bands that you can find on Amazon Music. Oh, yeah, because that that's that's what I used to to listen to stream and stuff for the most part but i um it's really hard to find information about them except for the fact that i really really like their music <laughs> so but yeah it's um and i've also been listening to a lot of pop punk too so it's um i've been trying to expand my horizons i guess honestly same the other the other day um in in school when i was doing work I asked uh, my friend if uh, he could lend me one of his one of his uh, earbuds because I want to get into more music, and I know he liked a lot of like uh, hip hop and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I listened to some. For the most part, it was pretty crap. <laughs> uh, I, there was one song that I found interesting. I have no clue what it was. I don't know. I don't know what he listens to, but it, it sounded a bit interesting. I liked the. Um, uh, the chord progressions, I like the um, the little melodies that they had, mm-hmm. but other than that, I I kind of found it a little not that good. Yeah, um, it, rap is hard for me to get into. You know, there's like I don't mind some like the classic hardcore rap, like N.W.A., Snoop Dogg, whatever. You know, gangster rap and stuff. But I also like. Um, I'm more I I'm I like rap metal. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but I, I, like anything like that it's um it's, yeah. Yeah. Love, yeah, but um, I love uh, Rage Against the Machine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I can I can understand that. I I I've always hated Rage, but oh. I understand I understand the appeal and I've talked about this before on the show but I think they suck. Like, if someone was to ask me my least favorite band, it would be Rage Against the Machine. Oh, really? Not the, not that I think they're the worst band, but I just, they're to me, they're my least favorite band. 
Alright, I guess that's fair. Um, but they are, I, I will say they are all very talented musicians and they can compose really well, really good songs. I just, and it's not even so much that, like, I, it's not even so much their poli- their politics, but I just think they're preachy, you know? Like, it, 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 because, like, I'll listen to System of a Down. I love System of a Down, but I think that, like, um, that Rage Against the Machine is just preachy, you know? I guess that's fair. I don't, I don't listen to them often, but when I do, I, I just get a lot of energy and I want yeah. to jump around and throw things in people's faces. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair too, you know? And, and I try not to, um, not listen to bands because of their political things. And I usually don't, but it's just, I cannot stand the way that they portray their, their ideas. But it, like like I said, I I understand the appeal, and I don't think they're the worst band ever. Because they're not; they're very talented. They are, but yeah. yeah, and I and and I have to respect that because they're, like I said, very very talented. Like, um, Tom, like that Tom Morello, he's really a really amazing guitarist. He oh, is. Yeah. Like, have you heard, uh, you've heard of Audio Slave, right? Oh, yeah. It, basically, basically Rage Against the Machine with, with a different singer, you know? Yeah, it, it was Chris Cornell, right? Chris Cornell, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, when, uh, when, uh, I forget what's his name, but the original vocalist of Rage, um, when he, when he quit, apparently people were like, oh, I think Chris Cornell is going to join that band. And I'm I know that I know that he did, but I was but if I was alive at that time, I would have probably been like, What? Chris No, there's <laughs> no way Chris Cornell is going to sing for Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. And technically he didn't because they changed their entire style, they changed their name, they changed everything about them. Except yeah. for three out of four members. Huh. And and but but I can I can just not imagine Chris Cornell rapping for a band. No, no, I can't either. Cause he, I picture him in Soundgarden, you know, like Same. super like heartfelt, slow lyrics, you know, or like epic vocals, not like rapping or anything. Yeah. It. Yeah, I I, I really can't just picture like it so thank god they changed their name because rage against the machine like the album audio slave that did not fit in a rage against the machine catalog no no not even close no so i'm glad they changed their name like you listen to like a stone and compare it to killing in the name you know (laughs) yeah it's but it, it I I like I don't mind um I I don't mind Audio Slave. Audio Slave is all right. You know? Yeah, they're I I I really like Audio Slave. No, I think it's a, I think they're pretty unique. Well, were, but I think it's a pretty unique band. Yeah. I like their like their style. Yeah. But it's um yeah, but like like I say um 
all like all music is it, it's super subjective so it it's it's hard to um to say and I hate to say that like um a metal band sucks because like I could say that about a pop band no problem yeah but to say it about um a metal band is is really hard for me cuz it's it's really subjective and I know that talking to other metalheads it's like well you like um whatever like you like corn i i like limp biscuit you know like corn doesn't suck but it's all like a matter of opinion yeah i actually do like corn but i was just using it as an, as an example yeah but I'm okay. yeah i'm okay with corn yeah corn is a good band they released an album yesterday really yeah they released like and i'm surprised I, you didn't hear about that I I heard I heard about the uh I listened to the singles like Forgotten and um Start the Healing but yeah. I didn't the album dropped like yesterday. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea. <sighs> I got I got a one second here. Where is it? Where am I? You got to find it. Rec Requiem, right? Yep. That's the one. Awesome. I'll have to listen to that now. Yeah. And I don't I don't mind corn. I don't really listen to them often. They're just you know, there's just this band that I've heard the of and that I've listened to a few songs by, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I get you. But I don't think like they're bad. Like No. no unlike not. unlike say Mayhem, I don't think like there's like one or two songs and the rest sucks, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, never really got into them, pretty much. Yeah, and and like and that and that's kind of like a matter of opinion, you know, like everything. It's just I can understand why someone would like and also dislike corn, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and like um, like you like, I I know a lot of people hate um like modern thrash, you know, like uh, I I'm a big fan of like Lich King and Dust Bolt and stuff. And uh, like yeah. havoc and stuff, but pe- I, I understand how you how someone could like it, but I also understand how someone could dislike it. You know, yeah. Mo- modern thrash is is great. Uh, havoc, I love havoc. Um, oh, the band Ultraviolence. Ultra, yo, I I play their music on my show. Yeah, well, Ultraviolence, man, they their first three albums were awesome for me i think i think that's pretty much one of the first uh one of the first um uh, rough vocals that i got into like growling or screaming type vocals that i got into yeah. and then i heard their latest album that came out last year and i'm like what is yeah this? they went they went metalcore yeah i'm like this is not ultra violence this is the opposite of ultra violence you see i got into ultra violence after they changed and i'm a big fan of their new stuff oh yeah yeah well i i don't think and i and i understand like i don't oh, what what it would be like for someone like you who'd listen who listen to their older stuff and they just changed to metalcore but yeah, but it's not that i don't like the, their new music i don't necessarily like it but but that's not why i i don't okay so I don't have a deep hate for it, but it's just I, not. Your but fit. I kind of, uh, but I kind of do, kind of hate it. You know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. One because of the music, but that's not what 
bothers me so, so much about it. it's really because i don't know um their older stuff has a lot of nostalgia for me and when i the day that i heard a song from that album when friends showed it to me i was like what the hell is this and he says oh it's ultra violence i'm like what ultra violence no way yeah like, yeah i thought they were I thought they were like a super heavy and thrashy and awesome aggressive band, and then they turned to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get you. And apparently, apparently, I heard this somewhere they're doing trilogies of albums. I don't know what that means. So they're gonna do like they did three thrash metal albums. Now they're oh. doing three metalcore albums, and then after that, for their seventh, eighth, and ninth album, they're going to make some other style of metal. Oh, that's actually kind of unique. Yeah, it is, but I still can't get around to listening to their new album. Yeah? I get you. Uh, that makes sense, honestly. I I listened to them after they, like I said, after they changed their style, so I, I've been a fan of that. But I understand how, like, that nostalgic um, feeling, like, uh, can change how you can, how you view their modern stuff, you know? Yeah, man, it's just, uh, the, um, the bassist was one of the things that I noticed, the bass, on the first three albums, the bass was, like, so forefront, and it sounded awesome, and they had a very talented bassist. Now, I don't know if they changed bassist, or the bassist just decided to be like i'm just gonna not do anything but their new album i i barely noticed the bass anymore and one of the things I, that i loved about their old album was the bass yeah yeah it hmm. and now i just it's basically non-existent well that huh I, I, I've never really talked to someone who knew ultraviolence before, so this is kind of weird to to actually discuss the band, you know? But I, I understand where you're coming from, for sure. Yeah. You know? So, what, 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 I don't know where, like, um, like, what was your favorite album before they turned into, uh, uh, metalcore like what was your favorite of their um thrash albums uh, well i honestly don't know that much i haven't really listened to their uh, albums in full i just listened to you know their songs by them yeah okay but if i had to choose one so they have privilege to overcome they have def deflect the flow and they have Operation Misdirection. So I would choose... I think I would choose Operation Misdirection, which is their third album. Okay. I enjoy, I enjoy the songs off that one a lot. So I think that's what I would choose to... Uh, if you ask me, you know, what was my favorite uh, thrash metal ultraviolence album? Yeah, or really just my favorite ultraviolence album because it's not like it's not like their latest one is better. <laughs> yeah, and you know what happened just just the year before their latest album, they re they released a cover of Executioner's Tax 
by Power Trip. Yeah, they did that because um because Riley Gale. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that too. Yeah, and and it's like it was a it was an awesome cover. I don't think it beats the original version, but it was an awesome cover. And then just the very next year, they just go metalcore, right? Yeah. And not that metalcore is bad. It's just this this sounded pretty bad. It's just it, it's different. Yeah. And that makes sense too. You know, I I understand that completely. Like. And it and it's the same thing too when like a band that you've enjoyed for like a while just um, breaks up, you know. Breaks it's, up, yeah. And it's it's the same feeling, and I understand like where you're coming from because there's this band called Pink Octopus, a weird band, but I love their music, and I listened to them for like a two months, and I got in contact with their singer. And I play their music on my show sometimes. One of my favorite bands ever. Uh, that their first, their debut EP, most possibly the most influential on my life and just my my playing and everything. And then I talked to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. We're breaking up." And and I just yeah, and I was I was crushed, man, because it again, like I said, one of my most favorite bands ever. And I discovered them like a month before, and then they break up. Oh man! I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I, I got emotional because it was, because that album really hit home for me. You know, like it, 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 I really connected with it. Yeah, it's like if if Iron Maiden broke up, my favorite band ever. If they broke up, I don't know what how I would react. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, just uh, just a few years ago, when um, when I heard that they were playing possibly their last show ever, I started crying because I never got to see them live. And and and, and that just shows like music is so powerful, you know. Yeah. A band can be so powerful and have such an influence on your life because it their music really you can really relate to it, you know. Yeah, and it's a good thing that they that that wasn't their last show ever because you know then i got to see them live then they put out an actual album which was an awesome album in my opinion yeah and then it just and i hope i hope that they put out a new album i i hope that they work on something new but i'm not sure if that'll happen yeah it <laughs> And especially a band that th- that is that old, you know, and they have fans spanning over how many decades. Oh yeah. That and everyone has their own in, in unique uh, connection with the band, and I think that really has that that um I don't I don't know what the word is, but you know, everyone it just has that connection to it, you know, if you're a fan because mm-hmm. there's so many different fans, you know, oh, from everywhere, and I went. I went on YouTube once to watch one of their shows from 2016. Yeah. And at one point, uh, they were about to play a song, uh, Children of the Damned from Number of the Beast, which came out in 1982. And this was not even supposed to be emotional, but I got a little emotional when he when he was announcing the song and he was looking at the crowd saying that 
there, that he sees some people that weren't even born when this song came out. I was like, oh yeah, damn. Some yeah. People weren't even born. Some people at that show weren't even born when that album came out. Exactly, and, and and that just shows like how influential one band can be over over that amount of time, you know. Yeah. And it's really just it really just goes to show how um, powerful music can be, especially metal too, because metal can have anything from a heartfelt uh, love song to a brutal song about murdering children, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 you can have both sides of the spectrum and still have a good song. And I, and I think that's what makes metal so unique, you know? Yeah. And I don't honestly see that in like, in like rap music or pop music. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe some people see it. I don't know. And maybe I think, I, I think, Maybe I think there's some enough of uh, pop or rap fans to to notice that uh, that's yeah. Fan, but and I think I think I think in pop and rap there's specific examples of it, but not exactly like um yeah. like full um I don't know what full um examples I guess like just there's little pieces that do that, but not full like bands or albums or whatever it's just um i I don't know how to explain it (laughs) yeah well and here's the thing there's there are some songs that i hear on the on the radio on pop radio right yeah that i don't like listening to uh but i can but i can respect it for having you know a good hook good melody for sure for sure good progression and and because I take the bus to school and um, happens a lot. But when I forget my headphones, when I forget my headphones at home, I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, I'm stuck. Uh, I'm stuck on a 20 minute bus ride listening to whatever's on the radio. And the thing is, they always play the same songs over and over again, which gets so annoying. But there are some songs that I can see, like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of catchy, you know. I don't necessarily enjoy it, but it's catchy. It has, yeah, yeah, it has, you know, good progression to the, you know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. It, it... But mo- most songs, I just most songs, I just feel like just feels like a joke that doesn't have a punchline, you know. Exactly. There's no, it, it doesn't have like. There's no feeling. There's no love behind the the creation of the song. No. Like pop music is a scientific approach to music writing. You know, like they write, they take, they have like, like um, like a poll, opinion polls, and they use that to create the song. They don't create it from like their own mind or their own heart. You know, they create it to get clicks and likes. You know. Yeah, the, it's which I think is a shame. You know, it's a waste of what could be good music, but it's not. Yeah, it's like right from your heart, not from your mind. Exactly, exactly. You know, and and that's what I think is what I like so much about rock and metal is like you listen to pop radio, 
Like, remember when WAP was popular? Like, man, that got six oh. weeks of airplay. That was the worst song ever, um, oh I, I would argue. So terrible. Uh-huh. But, yeah, th- that got six weeks of airplay, controversy, whatever. But no one talks about it anymore, you know? Because it wasn't that good of a song, and it was just used to get clicks and likes. But you see, like on rock and metal radio stations, there's not a lot of them where I am right now, but um, sometimes you can I can pick up the one and like like it's a couple it's a long far away, but um, you know they still play like Kansas and Blue Oyster Cult and uh, oh yeah because and like um, what's the, like the boys are back in town by God damn. They're my favorite band, and I can't remember their name. Um, Thin Lizzy. Thin yeah, Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, and they'll play these like '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s, and even 2000s songs because yes. they have that. There's a connection there, and there's there was real writing going on. Yeah, it's. Like I'll hear songs and, like it sounds like they're trying to write a love song, but it doesn't sound like a love song. It sounds like a sex song. Exactly. Like there's, there's no real, like uh, it, it it's not written by the singer, you know, it, and that's and that's obvious. So it it's not it's not even good, like um. I don't like country music that much, but I like Alan Jackson and he has some songs that he didn't write. Someone else wrote them for him, but the way that he plays them, it almost sounds like he wrote it, but that's the thing about pop music. It doesn't sound like that at all. You know, it just sounds like someone else wrote it and they're singing it and there's no structure to the song. There's no thought out lyrics or music. It's all just, thrown together to be popular for a week, you know? Yeah. And that that's that's the problem I have with modern day music. It's just it's disposable is the word. It's disposable, you know? Yeah. I can see that. And that's um and that's why I I think I'm drawn to like like even Bloodprint, you know, you guys are modern but you have that heartfelt songwriting and that really that those hooks that that pop music has but you don't just rely on that you rely on your guys's talent yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah like it just i just don't like a song that feels like pushing buttons and singing without emotion, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine a tech music concert, just millions of people all all around watching and cheering as loud as they can for a guy pushing buttons. Yeah, it, it's just... And I know it takes talent and whatever to do that, but it doesn't sound good. Yeah, well, I I understand why people like it, honestly. It well, it, it does way, it does have appeal, I guess. It, but I guess 
I guess for some people, that's what makes them jump up, you know, and move and stuff. Yeah. I and teach that. their own, but... But for me, but for me, that's not, that's not tech music. That's metal no. and rock. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's those upbeat, aggressive, heavy songs that get me, that get me going, you know, like... I'll slap on like a beat down hardcore song and that gets me, that gets me moving. Yeah. Or, or even like, and I'll listen to just about anything or I'll pop on like an Avril Lavigne song and I'll, and I'll be going, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, like it, it's to each their own, but I, I just don't think that pop music has that like, Anything good about it? <laughs> well said. Um, yeah, I I don't see any appeal to it for me. I see I see why other people like it. It's just, but I just don't I don't enjoy it that much. Like yeah. I said, there are some songs that I've heard that I'm like, all right, all right. There's there's a there's a good hook to it. There's nice melodies, there's, it's catchy, it's, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I respect that, you know? For I sure. I can't get around the fact of songs that go like, ah, all the time. Ah, ah. Yeah, like, oh my god, I love you. Uh, okay, then stop being horny and be romantic. But that wouldn't be popular, you see. And, and that, and that, and it's not about being good. It's about being popular, you know? Gee. Yeah. And which, which, uh, love songs. And I mean, actual, actual love songs, not the ones you hear on the radio where it doesn't sound like one, the actual yeah. love songs that have emotion into their voices and into what they're playing. The, those should actually be more popular than anything else even if i don't enjoy the song i think those deserve popularity for sure you know a hundred percent man hundred percent and speaking of speaking of um other genres of music and enjoying them um are there any uh like genres of music outside of like metal rock and metal that you listen to oh pop punk all the time. Pop punk, yeah. Okay. And and certain kinds of country. Neo traditional and outlaw country for me. Alright. Like um like Johnny Cash, Hank Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. like that kind of country. Or and even Alan Jackson, stuff like that. But it there's um a lot of country, like modern country that I cannot stand. Oh, me neither. Like um like I'll listen to it because like the rest of my family does, and I'm all right with that. It's just it's not my favorite. Yeah, me either. For me, I just I just don't see it. Like I remember I was shown a I was shown this country song. I couldn't even tell it was country because it didn't have any instruments in it. You know, like there like there nowadays there's country songs with like pop beats in them, like the. I don't know what like the like the electronic sounds or whatever. Yeah. Like I I like I I can enjoy country that has actual instruments to it and that doesn't like you know. 
well well written country you know yeah, like they're well written like, like country now is just pop music with like um simple That's, guitar yeah and with like a super slight twang in their voices exactly exactly maybe maybe not even actually yeah you, but, you don't even have to have that anymore yeah but it's um country music has turned into pop music and and it's very seldom that you find a good modern yeah. country band so yeah but yeah so yeah for me it's country and pop punk what about you for me it's actually jazz and classical music really yeah well i get yeah i could i could see that now that now that i think about it like classical listen, music is influential to like music in general really yeah <laughs> and, and jazz i just like i just like listening to jazz it sounds cool you know well well i guess listening to your um solo stuff i can definitely hear those influence now that you say that mm, yeah mm -hmm. and, and i think that um like like i said now that i think about it it's it it's a little bit more clear and and i do i really do like that as well you know but I, I don't think I could just sit down and listen to it, but I, I, I completely understand the appeal for sure. Yeah. Because oh. jazz is extremely hard to play. You know, there's like a lot of things that you have to take into account. It's really, it really oh, yeah. talented. I've, play. I've barely ever, uh, I've barely ever tried learning a jazz song. Like I, I tried learning a, a few jazz songs once on drums, but they were all super simple jazz songs. And, you know yeah the jazz i listen to like it just i just love vibing to it you know mm -hmm, for sure I, I listen to like my favorite jazz album honestly is miles and coltrane by miles davis and john coltrane yeah they they collaborated back in like 1958 or something like that <laughs> uh and and it sounds honestly pretty cool you know yeah it just that's not something that i like to dig deep into and like you know find all the roots and all the different types of jazz or something unlike what i do with metal i really search up history yeah it, jazz is just something that i just like a passing interest of sorts yeah. i guess yeah yeah and that's cool too you know like uh i i don't like every once in a while i'll just sit down and listen to some kenny g because yeah. You know, it's not bad. <laughs> it, it, it's jazz, not bad. jazz is something hard to mess up. I think you know, like pop music, you can easily make bad pop music, but to oh, make yeah. bad jazz, I think is kind of hard. You know, yeah. It, I, I guess it's not impossible because I've heard bad jazz music, but for the most I've, part, I've heard I've heard something before. It was just kind of sounded a little off or something. But yeah. Other but, than like. But there's a lot of there's time and effort put into jazz music, you know. Yeah, definitely. But and, yeah, and yeah. it was a big inspiration for like prog metal and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. You can hear you can hear jazz influences in all 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 kinds of prog metal bands. Yeah. Like um. Well, yeah, I got I got a few, like prog metal bands that I actually play on the show, so I I kind of know about that. Speaking of prog metal, 
Have you ever um, listened to uh, A Pleasant Shade of Grey by um, a f- by Fate's Warning? No, I haven't. I actually haven't listened to Fate's Warning that much. Me neither. But I'm gonna tell you right now if you if you want to listen to something um something really good and kind of like it has like jazzy in a sense you know it's got it's very progressive for the most part it's pretty technical and it has so many different influences from punk to uh from funk sorry to jazz to prog to thrash even. You know, so I, I'd listen to uh, if I were you, I'd check out A Pleasant Shade of Grey because it has all those different influences and it doesn't sound stupid either. You know, because <laughs> yeah. like you like you can hear all these prog bands like they're trying to fit everything into one album or even one song and it kind of just sounds dumb. The th- and the thing is about this album, A Pleasant Shade of Grey, it's one song and it's like an hour long, but oh. it's bro it's broken into 12 pieces but it's still technically oh, one song. Yeah, prog prog metal bands do that a lot. Yeah, I love it. Like the Dream reason theater. Yeah, yeah, Dream, Dream theater. theater. One of my favorite prog bands. Uh, they have an album called Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence. It has six songs on it, mm-hmm. and it's an hour and thirty six minutes long. <laughs> six songs, and it, because here's the thing: there's five of the songs. Or like, just like around on average ten minutes each, right? Mm-hmm. Then the last song is forty-two minutes long. How do you play that live? <laughs> I, I, they they play it live, man. They, I mean, the song is it's like you said, it's broken down. It was broken down into eight parts. Yeah, and. uh it was all it was all uh, dealing with some stuff and all the parts sounding just like you know different from each other and it but it still flowed super well like there was a there was uh, some parts that were like super dark and thrashy then right after right after that there's like this nice ballad there's so it's really just ballads then thrash then like uh rock stuff but all fitted into one song. So what's that called again? The six, six degrees of inner turbulence. Okay. I think on streaming platforms, you'll see on the album that there's thirteen songs. There isn't. That's just because eight of those songs, the eight last songs, are all really part of one song. But they decided to separate it. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now I got some some listening to do so for for a pretty chunky album. Yeah. But yeah, you know, prog is not something that I usually listen to because I like it's kind of like second wave black metal to me. It's I've heard some bad stuff, some bad prog, and you know, it just kind of turned me off. But there's a few bands that I listen to, like Logistical Nightmare, and um you know, uh, fate's warning and stuff, but yeah. But for my favorite prog bands are like dream theater, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, Opeth. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mastodon, which I mentioned about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, and Gojira as well. They're kind of proggy. Mm-hmm. Well, actually they are pretty proggy. Um, 
Iron Maiden, I guess, uh, counts as prog metal, but but they, if we were going to label them, I'd label them as traditional metal. Yeah. As yeah, me too. Metal. You know. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But yeah. Yeah. I really listen to like all sorts of uh, of metal, you know. Yeah, me too. I I, I like to um. I, I like to uh, like I said, I'm trying to expand my horizons, like within metal and outside of it too. So yeah, same. So I've been I like um I've been listening to um like a lot of like hard rock type metal. You know, like it's just it's bordering on hard rock, heavy metal. So and all the and punk punk metal is something that I've really gotten into. Like you know, just with like that punk with heavy heavy metal influences kind of like motorhead type stuff oh yeah yeah motorhead is just is just heavy metal yeah but they got but they they have those influences though they're definitely a heavy metal band they didn't consider themselves a heavy metal band but they definitely are one oh for sure they're 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 awesome actually i really like them yeah i thought lemmy lemmy's a cool well was a cool guy yeah (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, um, it, there's so much to explore when it comes to metal. Cause there's people who like it all over the world, you know? Yeah. So I think that's really, uh, an, an interesting and amazing thing, especially within this genre, you know, it's just, there's yeah. so much. And like, there's so many bands that you'll probably never discover, or you might in 20 years, you know. And it's just, yeah, because there's it's like digging through. I I don't even know what to what to how to describe it because there's just so much. I know how to describe it. Okay, It's, it's like digging through your backpack. You know, there's some things that you just throw in there and you'll never find again. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like yeah, that's actually that's probably the best way to describe it. And then you go through and like, oh, there's a loony. Yeah, <laughs> like my friend once described his backpack as a black hole. Some things that enter just never come back out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's same here, same here. Yeah, I'd say that's also accurate for me, bro. And, and like finding bands like 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 yours and then coming like, like blood print and then coming across and then coming across, well, your, your solo stuff. And then from that, finding other bands, it's, it's like finding a $5 bill in your, in your backpack. Yeah. Coolest thing ever. (laughs) Really? It really just makes your day, (laughs) but for sure, but for sure. And then I think that's why like, it's important to and as much as i hate like the metal community like there's some good people out there i i kind of hate what it's become you know Hmm. but but uh i think like just like because i guess i i've just been exposed to like a lot of elitism in metal so i think it's i think it's really important to, to just find like metal heads that like you can be friends with you know like yeah. like just talking to you i've i've discovered like a bunch of bands that i have to listen to now oh yeah you same, know same from talking to you you know yeah and it's just like 
we don't have to be like part of the quote unquote metal community to just sit down and talk about metal. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, it was, it's, it was awesome talking to you, man. I swear it is like, this is probably one of my favorite interviews. Oh, wow. Thanks. Cause it wasn't, cause it wasn't even an interview. It was just me and you talking. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was really chill. Questions, there were some few questions asked, but it was, yeah. You know, but it people was, ask questions during conversations, you know? Pretty, pretty natural, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think that's about it. And, and unless, unless there's something else you want to add. Oh, uh, well, I just want to say that um, what, what you said uh, just a few seconds ago about elitism, or however you pronounce it. Yeah, it, whatever. Yeah, um... I honestly, I honestly don't don't see what their problem is, right? Just enjoy the music. Yeah, it, it, and I, I like these people make metal their entire life, you know. And if I'm being honest, I, I think heavy metal and music in general is a very important part of my life. One of the most important, you know, like along with my family and stuff. Same but yeah, but I don't, but I don't make it my entire life because there's other shit that i do oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i i i do all kinds of stuff so i don't want to make and that's why i hate elitism it's because get a life you know yeah like now i'm not gonna say that i don't believe in posers because i know there are some people out there that just listen to metal just to impress someone or something yeah but but really calling someone a poser because they like Avenged Sevenfold? That's no. No, because Avenged Sevenfold's a good band. Yeah, and if you don't like them, so what? That's and that's your and that's all right, you know. Yeah. And that is a okay if you don't like them. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's like, like you, like just let people enjoy their stuff, you know. Yeah. Like it, it, like I, I know, like a lot of these elitist dudes, they don't like, um, like modern thrash. They just call it pizza thrash, you know. Like, but there's oh. some good songs. Yeah, there's. I see. I see why it's called pizza thrash, though. Yeah, it's kind of, it, you know, it's kind of like, uh, as more of like a partying approach, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like municipal, municipal like, waste. Yeah, yeah, like, like especially. Well, they have the art, the album, the art of partying. Oh yeah, well. They're they're definitely they're definitely a pizza thrash band for sure, but they're good. You know they're talented. They have they they're pretty good at songwriting. You know and they have, and they have those hooks that that I really enjoy at least. Yeah, yeah. But you know that that's another band that I get like pretty nostalgic listening to, and I hope they they um. And I hope that they put out some new music soon because I don't want them to like break up or anything, you know. No. Like they, their last album was like a like a four song EP. It was the last Rager. So um, I hope I hope that's not their last album. <laughs> yeah, but, I think same feeling when uh, when Iron Maiden released their fifteenth album, The Final Frontier. Uh, people got people got scared that it'd be their last album because. Because well, the word was final. Called, it was called the final frontier, and the other, 
and the other reason was that um when they first formed steve harris stated that he wanted uh his goal was to go for 15 albums and that was their 15th album yeah but they were they've released two albums since so you know (laughs) i still hope they don't break up anytime soon yeah even though it's it might happen you know they're 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 getting old their their drummer is like turning 70 this year yeah but he like if he can like if he can still play what they play you know at the age of 69 (laughs) um i think he's that's pretty impressive you know yeah and it would suck if they broke up but i would i don't think i would be angry i i would be just impressed at their career you know yeah definitely (laughs) <laughs> this is they've had a great legacy you know for sure they're 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 usually like one of the first bands that people getting into metal listen to you know oh yeah like they definitely iron, got me into metal iron maiden um system of a down and metallica are usually like the top three that people name yeah yeah and that and i think that's pretty true too you know yeah for me i'd say it was um uh Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, and Judas Priest. Yeah. For me... Unfortunately, Black Sabbath uh, broke up in 2017. Yeah. Um, And Judas Priest, well, they're even older than Iron Maiden. (laughs) They're all in their 70s now. Yeah. They're touring. They're still touring. But, like, the the tour is called 50 Years of Metal, you know? Yeah, and that that makes... it kind of sounds like they're saying goodbye, you know? It does, you know? And, like, as much... I, I'm not a big Judas Priest fan, but I do respect their their legacy and how... And they do... They're very talented. They're amazing musicians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially Rob Halford. Oh, for sure. He He's, Man, pot, he's... He, like, one of the best metal vocalists of all he, time. He's 70 years old, and he can still, you know... He's yeah. Still, he's still got it. Pretty impressive. Yeah. But, you know, and and like the saying goes, all good things must come to an end, but I hope yeah. they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't. Yeah, I, I read an article somewhere saying that Judas Priest will never stop making albums, but they will at one point. Well, when they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless they just, unless they just replace their band members with a bunch of younger ones. Well, I guess that's happened before, like Sepultura. There's, I don't know. Yeah. Like they, they're none of the original members are there. Same with Guar. Guar. None I, of the ori- original members. Yeah. Uh, same with um. Uh, you know what? I guess this isn't really a good example because they're a fairly modern band, and the only reason why they're uh why their original members aren't there anymore is because they all left like before they had an album out. But I guess that um, Trivium would be a good example just because, just because they're the two members that um, uh, formed the band aren't there anymore, but yes, account. Yeah. They're a pretty modern band. So it's not like, yeah, you know, it's not like that's a really good example. More. uh, a better example would be Sepultura and and Gore, who you know pass on their legacy to exactly younger, yeah 
younger members, you know. Mm-hmm. And and not metal, but Chicago. Um, none of the original members, I don't think. It's all like younger people now. Oh yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't listen to Chicago that much. <laughs> yeah. Another, yeah. Oh yes. That's another band that doesn't have any original members. Yes. Yes. The name. The name of the band is Yes. Okay. Yes. I've never heard of them. Oh. I think, <laughs> I think they were pretty much a uh, prog metal or prog rock, actually. I don't know. I haven't. I I don't listen to them, but I just heard it somewhere. Damn it! You're you're giving me more and more bands I have to listen to now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess I'll have to check them out now. Yeah. But yeah, it, those I think it, as much as I wish that those bands that don't have any of their original members still had their original members, I understand it and I'm glad that it's being passed down to the younger generation, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. And it it may not be um it may not be old bands um bringing in uh, younger members, but in a way, uh, in a way, metal is already, you know, passing, passing down to the next generation because yeah, there are barely any 70s band that are, that are still around, you know? Yeah, there's very I mean, few. I mean, about two years ago in 2020, I was, I was around, I was, uh, blown away like i was so surprised when one of my friends texted me and said hey did you hear the new deep purple album i'm like what what they have a, they have a new album out but then they formed in like 1968 how are they still around, <laughs> you know? i'm like wait what so yeah they have an album they had an album put out in 2020 that's pretty crazy yeah, I know. I was just like, what? They have a new album out? That's weird to me. That's not really even, weird. Not even because I don't, not even because I, I like, I don't really listen to them often either, but like, but like, it just, I was like, whoa, okay. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that, to me, that, that's just crazy. You yeah. know, it, well, I guess, well, yes, has been around since 1969, I'm looking at, and they just put out an album last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, and to me, that is, that's impressive, you know? They, they're they carrying on their music for a younger generation or something. I know, they're just, and, but, and, at, and, one point, at one point, there will be no bands that formed in the 60s. They'll be, they'll still be around, like give it 10, 10 20 years maybe, bro. Like five years. <laughs> yeah, five years. I just didn't I I didn't want to set the bar too low, you know. Yeah, I get you. I'm I'm sure I'm sure they'll there there'll still be some around, you know, maybe, for yeah. you know, for a few more years, and I hope so. But it's um and I and. They they can keep making music and stuff, but I think that guy that younger bands really have where we're really 
are going to be the ones that give metal to the younger generation. Like yes. people my age, a little bit young, a little bit older and a little bit younger, you know, like, like, like I said before, Bloodprint is going to be one of those bands, I think. And, and Thanks. then like, no, no problem. And like other bands like Lich King and Municipal Waste are going to be like, they're like the modern thrash bands. And, you know, it's just, they're, I think those that all these modern bands are going to be the ones that pass down metal. And I hope, and I hope that it keeps going, you know, for sure. Totally. For 100%. And I, and I think that, um, and I think that it, it will, especially like looking at how, how big metal is right now. Like it's not in the mainstream, but have you, like, have you ever looked at how, many people listen to metal and how many bands there are out there right now i have actually not it's it's a up. lot it's a lot yeah i know it's i know it's pretty high yeah because there's like like there's new rock and metal albums coming out every like, few years every you know every day i mean yeah i don't think it i don't think it, it get, i don't think the number is quite as high as ozzy osbourne you know no but it's just, just that, um, you know, there's people out there making music, you know, and it's yeah. really, really cool to see. So exactly. I hope, it, I hope people keep it up because metal is something that I'd like to see carry on for generations. It has a, it has a great fan base, you know, for sure. You know, and obviously there are some metal heads that are dicks, you know? Yeah, but there's also some country fans that are dicks, and almost all pop fans are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, my uh, most of my best friends are all, like, rap and pop fans, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's not it's not like I'm only friends with people that are metalheads, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, be because metal is not your life, you know? It's just... No, yeah, it's just... It's just something that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But for sure, man, and I'm uh, I'm really glad that I get to talk to guys like you and uh, Mark Hill from Rectum Torture and the guys from Against the Sun. You like all these metal guys, and I love I love to talk to them because it's it, it's always fun to see what you guys have to say and just sit Wait. down and. Did you just did you just say that you talked to a guy from a band named Rectum Torture? I did. Yes. Wow, yeah. that is a funny <laughs> band name. I, I'm actually wearing a Rectum Torture hat right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's been the hat I've been wearing for many, many years. Or nice. months, I mean. <laughs> but, months. yeah. yeah um, months, years, weeks. Whatever, years, it all just blends. Seconds, out. same thing, it's just time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, Against the Sun as well is... Uh, is an example of a band that has a lot of potential, you know? Yeah. I think, and, and they've experimented with everything from pop punk to metalcore to hard rock, and I think they really have that that yeah. drive and that sound that, that that could bring them places, you know? Yeah. But, um, I guess that's about it for me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I hate to stop the interview, you know, but it, oh, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I'd love to have you on again if you ever want to, because we. I'd love to keep on this conversation, you know. But yeah, same. So thank, uh, 
like I said, I hate to cut it short, but thanks so much for coming on, man. It was no really problem. so fun to have you on. Yeah, no problem. And if you, again, want, if you ever want to come on, just hit me up for sure. All right. Yeah. And anyway, uh, this, this, um, this interview is possibly one of my favorites. Super chill. You're a really cool guy, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, this has also been one of the best, uh, interviews I had because, you know, it's also one of the only interviews I've had <laughs> for the podcast. You know, Have I you think, had any others had, other than mine? I've had three interviews for a podcast, and including this one, and all of them were for your podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, one, that... one of them wasn't even. One of them wasn't even. You know. Yeah, we had to redo that one. Yeah. So. But yeah. <laughs> awesome talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Anyway, um, thanks so much. Uh, talk to you again soon. I hope. You too. All right. See you, man. See ya. Later. Later. And coming up next, we got Secrets of the Underworld by Max Feltham off his debut demo EP.